Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEELS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEELS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 224. Almost all disease states, cancer, cardiovascular disease, digestive disorders, inflammation is the core cause. So let's talk about inflammation and how sugar directly contributes to inflammation throughout all the body's systems. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stressed. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today, we're chatting with the creator of Swerve Natural Sweetener, Andres Blackwell. Andres is the president and CEO and oversees the vision and strategy for this zero-calorie natural sugar replacement. With an early career in radio, as you can tell from her beautiful, booming voice, Andres is a former top-rated morning show personality and also has a passion for innovation, health, and food science. This is a great episode if you're someone like me who is trying to be sugar-free or at least sugar light and you want to know how to get that sweetness into your life without spiking your blood sugar. So I'm very excited to tell you more about Swerve and to learn from Andres today. Next up, my interview with Andres. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. All right. She is the creator of Swerve. It's made from ingredients found in select fruits and starchy root vegetables. It contains no artificial ingredients, preservatives, or flavors. Please welcome Andres. Hey there. Nice to uh, be here today, Allison. So excited about chatting with you. I'm so glad to have you, and I'm really excited for you to educate our listeners on, you know, sweeteners and what sugar really is and, you know, all of the different options that are available today so that we can still have our sweet tooth without destroying our body. So for anyone who doesn't know, can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Thanks. I'm the CEO and president of Swerve Sweetener. We're a sugar replacement company that's really focused on helping educate people about blood sugar stabilization. And then we happen to have some sugar replacements that you can use in your baking and cooking to make them lower in sugar and a lot healthier option. Located in New Orleans, Louisiana. So I have to say I'm actually on the streetcar line right now. So if you hear a little rumble in the background, it's not thunder or possibly could be summer thunder thunder showers, but it's probably the St. Charles Avenue streetcar going behind me. So you may hear that in the background. That is so cool. I mean, New Orleans is one of my favorite places. Oh, it's a culinary dream, isn't it? It truly is. And it's just so beautiful. I love the culture and the food and the celebration that is there. It's just phenomenal. And the music. We're in the dog days of summer right now, so I'm not sure how much you would love this humidity, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it to endure it just to get to the uh, to have the culture and everything else that you mentioned as well. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, let's talk about sugar because, you know, I've heard it said sugar is the new smoking. You know, we know it's highly addictive. I've heard that the molecular structure of refined sugar is almost identical to cocaine, which is terrifying. I have a sweet tooth. I know Food Heals Nation, a lot of us have sweet tooth. So what can we do? What are the alternatives that exist so that we can be healthy and enjoy? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so sad that we have to think about uh, sugar in a negative like this, but the negative is really how much we're consuming. Sugar on its own is not necessarily the devil, so to speak, but the problem is how much is hidden in all of our foods. If you think about soft drinks as an example, and the convenience foods, you know, back in the in the 90s, the 80s and 90s, we went fat-free on everything. And what happened was we took the fat out of our diet and we pumped it full of sugar. And we see where that got us. It only got us fatter removing the fat. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, really when you think about it, it's because we don't understand how much we're consuming. And thank goodness people are starting to really turn those labels around on the back and understand and all the sugar that's even in the packaged foods that we're actually buying. If you if you look at the statistics right now, about 80% of all of the items on the grocery shelf contain added sugar. You know, I looked into quitting sugar cold turkey and I realized it was in so many of the things that I was considering sugar-free, like my salad dressing if I wasn't making my own. And so it really opened my eyes to the fact that a lot of th- the things that I thought I was doing well on were actually of a lot of hidden and added sugar that were not necessary. It's really true. I, I did a, a sugar detox several years ago and decided, okay, no added sugar whatsoever, just like what you're saying, cold turkey, right? And so I'm going, I know it's, I know all the things that sugar is in. It was mind-blowing. And things, when you do think you're doing something healthy, like you mentioned, salad dressing. Some salad dressing, dressings are loaded with sugar. And often have names of things that you don't even recognize as being sugar. So that's one of the things that's truly trying to understand that. Now, the new Nutrition Facts panel is helping to break that down and showing us that added sugar that's in a lot of these items. So I hope that that's going to be helpful for many consumers who are really trying to limit their sugar intake. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. You know, the more we can be upfront about the labeling, the more healthy we can all be. So let's talk about some alternatives like stevia, monk fruit, xylitol, dates, like where do these fall on the scale of healthy, not so healthy added sugar? Like, what do you think about those? You've hit the top ones, right? And we even have, and for sake of this show, we wouldn't even talk about the artificial ones, but there's still lots of people who use the pink, the yellow, and the blue. And now- Oh, I don't even think of those as a consideration. They still exist. And even a lot of our Swerve customers say, oh, I use the yellow in my coffee or I use this. And it's still, that is still a very big business. I feel the same way as you. I don't even think, think of those things as being, you know, in my universe, in my sphere, but they are out there. And what we would do is, from a categorization standpoint, is look at those as high-intensity sweeteners. So we have those artificial high-intensity sweeteners. And then we also have what we're going to consider the natural high-intensity sweeteners. And you mentioned those. That's stevia and that's monk fruit. And so those are two that are anywhere from 200 to 300 times sweeter than sugar very easily used in your coffee and tea because they really are uh, the better option than going for that pink, the yellow, and the blue, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so um, for, for those purposes, super simple to use. However, for baking and cooking, they're a little difficult to use. And so that's where certain other 
sweeteners really can have more bulk and, and work better for baking and cooking. You mentioned dates, and and I want to be clear because this comes up quite often where you hear people saying, well, I, you know, instead of sugar, I use coconut sugar, or I use coconut nectar, or I use dates, or uh, molasses, or maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Those are still sugars. And even though they may be unrefined forms of sugars or what I would consider, you know, better for you than straight table sugar, they still are sugar. So it's really important to understand that if you're switching out uh, white table sugar and using coconut sugar, you're not lowering your calories and you're also causing some impact on your blood glucose. So it's real important to understand, even though they're a little healthier, you're still getting all the calories and you're still consuming sugar. So that leaves us with another category, uh, sugar alcohols. And a lot of people hear sugar alcohols and they say, oh my goodness, you know, I understand the digestive issues that come with sugar alcohols like xylitol and maltitol and sorbitol. We really have researched and been one of the proponents of a sugar alcohol called erythritol for years and years and years. And most people don't realize that Swerve's been around for six over 16 years now. And it's something that most people think, oh, you're, you're the new sweetener on the block. Well, actually, we were probably the first company to ever commercialize an erythritol-based product. And so erythritol is amazing because it's digested completely differently. It's metabolized totally different than the other sugar alcohols. So what you get is a much higher digestive tolerance. So you're not going to get those same tummy issues that you get with the other sugar alcohols. You mentioned xylitol specifically because it really has been in favor over the last few years. Not a bad product at all, but it has a few little things that you need to be aware of. Okay. This is what I need to know because xylitol has been my go-to. And and for dental health, it is definitely used in a lot of chewing gums and toothpaste and mouthwash and things of that nature. And a lot of people have used it in baking and cooking, but there are four main differences between xylitol and swerve. And, And swerve is our blend of erythritol and prebiotic oligosaccharides. And so to understand, xylitol is not zero calorie. It's just a slight reduction in calories versus sugar, okay? That's number one. Number two, it doesn't brown and caramelize like sugar does. So if you're using it for baking and cooking, you're going to have not the same experience that you would expect from sugar. The third thing is it does have that very low laxation threshold. So it can have a laxative effect if you consume more than your body would want you to consume of it. Okay. And everybody's digestive system is a little different. So depending, you know, depending on the individual, depending on what they're tolerance is, but in general, it's very low. And then the fourth thing is it's toxic to dogs and can kill them. So you think, well, I'm not giving xylitol to my dog. Well, what if you made a muffin or what if you spilled it in your kitchen and your dog came over and started eating it? It happens all the time. And so that's another thing that with, if you have a four-leg family member in your household, you definitely want to be aware of the issues with xylitol. Yes. And that has happened to me before because I I discovered xylitol from an earlier podcast that I did and I bought it right away because I was like, oh, this sounds like a great sugar replacement. And they said, but beware, it's toxic to dogs. And I have my two babies. And of course, I think it was the first or second. Are you serious? I'm spilling everywhere. And I'm like, 
stay out of the kitchen. Like there was glass in the kitchen, you know, like I wouldn't let them come in. I had to scrub down the floors and scrub down everything because I was terrified because I didn't know how much it would take to actually have an effect. And And it's like, well, (laughs) let's be clear about that. Even with a small dog, as an example, I've heard stories, firsthand stories of dog getting into a purse where somebody had some gum that was sweetened with xylitol and just gum that was sweetened with xylitol could send them to the veterinarian. So it's definitely dependent, all dependent on the dog. And just like people, all dogs' digestive systems are different, just like ours. Yeah, of course. Well, no, I really appreciate that caveat because I think it's really important to make sure we're aware of what we're buying and how it's going to affect ourselves as well as our furry friends. Because I know so many people, you know, my parents used to do this where they would feed the dogs a leftover dinner no matter what it was. And like I used to give my dogs the remainder of my smoothies, but now I know they can't have grapes, they can't have avocado and things like that. And so now I only give it to them if I know the ingredients are all good and I will Google it first, you know, if I'm not sure, but I know what the main toxic ingredients are that they can't have. But essentially, it's like, don't feed your dogs what you feed yourself unless you are 100%, uh, you know, aware of what what that is. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Well, we went on a side topic, but I love (laughs) it. But it's important. Um, Yeah, it's very important. And when you were formulating Swerve, how did you come up with the combination of ingredients that you knew would be the healthiest to regulate the blood sugar, like you said? And and what was the inspiration behind it? I love this question because erythritol on its own is a great product, but it has some weaknesses. And so one of those is the browning and caramelization. And it also has a slight cool sensation, um, almost like a mint when you put it in your mouth. Since you're a xylitol user, you may have noticed that with xylitol as well. And then that ability to really work like sugar does in baking and cooking. So we focused mainly on how can you use Swerve for your baked goods, for being able to have those decadent treats that can satisfy that sweet tooth. And so the combination of those prebiotic oligosaccharides with the erythritol really made the perfect combination for measuring just like sugar, because you and I both know if it's not easy, we're not going to do it. I'm not a really good, I'm not really good in math, so it had to be easy. I needed to be able to do, you know, if you need half a cup of sugar, you use half a cup of swerve. So it, you could take your grandmother's recipe that's been passed down and easily make that healthier and with less sugar or possibly even no sugar. So again, that combination really allows swerve to act like sugar, to bake and cook like sugar, to brown and caramelize. You can make creme brulee with it. Um, and so that's what makes it, as a matter of fact, if you've ever seen our packaging, there's creme brulee on the front of our granular packaging, and that's actually made with swerve. So you can really see where you can get that that beautiful crust on top of that creme brulee and and that that was really important for us is to have that functionality and take all the guesswork out of it. That's awesome. And, you know, it's like if you go out today and you buy a muffin, you don't know if it also not only does it contain sugar, but it also could contain MSG, GMOs, you know, all of these things that we don't want in our body. So where does Swerve sort of fall on that scale? None of those things. So there's nothing artificial that's added to Swerve. We're certified non-GMO, verified non-GMO, no MSG. And you know, that's one of the interesting things is that you have a lot of uh, a lot of savvy consumers now that are asking the right questions. Hey, we're having to ask directly, just like you did. What about MSG? It could be in these things. Absolutely not. We have created products that we use. These are the things that we want to use and put into our bodies. And so that's the lifestyle that we live and that's what we stand by. 
I love that. I appreciate that. And I want more companies to step up and make sure that they are being GMO free, MSG free, you know, organic as close. I mean, I'm a vegan, so I appreciate that it's vegan. What was the story? What what made you passionate about this topic to start this company? You know, Allison, I had not really been in the health food. Really, I wasn't in the health food business at all. My first career was in radio. I ended up moving to New Orleans and it was uh, it was like an opportunity to branch out from little Alabama, Podunk, Alabama, where I came from, which I love my hometown, but I had never even walked into a health food store before. And so it ended up being a passion that I grew into. And what I realized as I started taking my health into my own hands was the key for me was blood sugar stabilization and understanding what blood glucose is, understanding what blood sugar does, because so many people have no clue until their blood sugar is out of whack, right? And so for me, that really became my mission was controlling my own blood sugar, being able to educate others about what a big difference it makes. When you control your blood sugar, it gives you better energy levels, better ability to have weight management, um, all of these things then make you a better friend, husband, wife, parent, coworker. And I just saw all of that for myself and said, goodness, what we want is a tool in the toolbox. And that's how Swerve was created. We actually, interestingly enough, created it as the sweetener for a line of protein shakes that I ended up working with former business partner to develop and promote. And so we created Swerve as the sweetener for that. And when we put this combination together, it was so good that we ended up packaging it on its own as well. And that's how Swerve was born. Gotcha. And how did, you know, you were, you came from radio and how did you transition into this new career? Head first. I jumped <laughs> off the deep end. Do you hear me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I've never looked back. I left my radio career and went full speed ahead. A former business partner and I had the health food stores. We had the line of products. We created Swerve. And yeah, and I've never looked back. It's uh, 16 plus years later now. Wow, that's great. You know, you said you've been around for a long time, but it's like, why are you now coming into the forefront in front of all these other sweeteners? So small company, yeah. very much the the small entrepreneurial story where we didn't have a ton of money back in those days. And, and if you think about it, Allison, people were still not thinking about sugar back in the early, early mid 2000s. We got our first little break in 2007 when the Whole Foods market in Baton Rouge decided to bring Swerve in, and we saw some success. But growing a business takes capital. So in 2011, we had a gentleman that actually came in and basically bought the debt out of the company, and we infused it with some capital to go out there and really build our brand um, to make Swerve available to people. Because it's one thing to have a great product but people can't get their hands on it. And so it was really about gaining that distribution and really trying to get out there and educate people about, again, blood sugar. And then here's a tool in the tool chest. I love that. Well, congratulations. Can we talk about diabetes? Because I think that anyone listening might have either have it themselves or have a friend or family member dealing with it. And I know that Swerve and there are some sweeteners that are diabetes friendly and many that aren't. Can you kind of let us know a little bit about more about that? Yeah. So we have actually had Swerve tested for its glycemic response and insulinic response. And it is non-glycemic, non-insulinic. Someone who has diabetes can absolutely consume Swerve. One of the things that's 
kind of different about diabetes as a condition or some people label it as a disease that is estimated that one in every three people will have uh, at some point. If we continue on the same trajectory of consuming sugar in the way that we do and refined carbohydrates in the way that we do, one of the, the very interesting things about it is it's a disease state with type 2 diabetes. And let me be clear about this. With type 2 diabetes, that can be controlled with food mm-hmm. intake and exercise. And so being able to make some healthier decisions. Now, I want to offer up kind of a little baby step opportunity because a lot of times for people who may be listening, as you mentioned, that have diabetes or know a loved one that has diabetes, a friend, it's about baby steps to start getting the sugar out of the diet. It's really challenging to just go cold turkey like you and I talked about, even us trying to do it, right? And and Oh, it's so hard. It's so difficult. So even just reducing half of the sugar out of your diet and being able to replace it with a, with a sugar replacement, a lot of times we say, hey, you know, go half uh, swerve, half sugar in, in your recipes and, and then start reducing it a little bit over time if that makes you feel more comfortable. But being able to really take charge of that to be able to take control of the ingredients and the foods that you're putting into your body is super empowering. And if you're already at that place where you have compromised blood glucose, you can change that if it's type 2. Type one's a little different, but it also can be controlled and your blood glucose can be controlled by the food that you're eating and exercise as well. I'm thinking of my old self years ago when I was getting into the health world and I was doing all of the things I was eating like raw vegetables. Okay. Like I went too far extreme and it wasn't Mm -hmm. healthy and I had to come back and kind of find my healthy balance. And I got into my rhythm of, okay, I am plant-based. I eat most, I wasn't an unhealthy junk food vegan. I was very conscious of making sure that I was getting my supplements and my nutrients and eating a dense whole foods, plant-based diet. But then because I was doing that, I was saying, well, I love sugar so I can have my dessert and I can have my wine. And now I'm still of the same mentality pretty much, except that I'm very sugar light where I used to, I used to be sugar heavy and, and think I was making up for it with all the plants. So when, in the beginning you said, you know, sugar, on its own is not inherently bad, but it's the amounts, right? Can we talk about just for anyone listening, what are the detrimental and sometimes, you know, disease causing fatal effects of consuming the amount of sugar that the average American is eating? Like what, what can it do? We, we know diabetes. What, what else can it do that? Why? Let's give everyone a reason to stay the F away. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think exactly cardiovascular (laughs) disease, you know, if you think about it, Almost all disease states, cancer, cardiovascular disease, digestive disorders, inflammation is the core cause. So let's talk about inflammation and how sugar directly contributes to inflammation throughout all the body's systems. And that's where we really have to look at how do we reduce that inflammatory state within our bodies? How do we keep our pH balanced and how do we keep our our bodies in this state where we don't allow a state for disease to grow? And sugar negatively impacts our alkalinity. It negatively impacts inflammatory process. And so all of those things I think are critical when it comes to protecting our body and keeping it in a place where disease cannot grow and manifest. Right, because sugar feeds 
disease. There are studies now that show that sugar feeds tumors. Sugar, now they're saying that sugar feeds cancer. So if you have cancer or you have a loved one with cancer, you've got to get them off the sugar, number one, because we don't want to be feeding that. And think about the things that turn into sugar in your body, like carbohydrates, like wine. I always go back to wine because that's my one vice. I um, know. But- I'm with you, girl. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and right now we have Charlotte, my little beagle, she's 14, she's got a tumor, and we've been doing this very aggressive vitamin C therapy. Well, it worked for the first year, it shrunk the tumor to almost nothing. And then I went out of town for about three weeks, I was in Italy, I got back and it had tripled in size. And I think that was emotional. I don't know, but it is growing at a very quick rate. So now I'm on a mission to figure out like she's on the recommended diet by the vet, but I'm on a mission to figure out like what of this is converting to sugar and helping this thing grow and how can I starve Mm -hmm. it? So you can starve disease by not feeding it. And one of the number one things that feeds it, that feeds the inflammation, just as you said, is refined sugar. And that's in so many products, all the processed food, all of the junk food. Exactly. It's full of sh- the ketchup. You know, the things you don't think, like the ketchup, you're like, okay, I'm going to go to McDonald's and have a salad. Where your salad dressing is covered. I don't know anyone that does that, but I'm just saying like someone trying to be healthy at fast food would say that. No, but even <laughs> like even like spaghetti sauce. And so things that you're thinking, oh, this is tomato. This is, this is a vegetable. You know, if, if you're having something like that and you could just be putting spaghetti sauce on sauteed vegetables, but yet you look at it and you say, holy cow, who knew there was this much sugar in my spaghetti sauce? What I think is great about these alternatives is the fact that I still have my sweet tooth, but those alternatives satisfy it. So I don't need the processed sugar, right? But it also means that it falls on me. I have to make more things myself or be very conscious of what I'm purchasing. You know, one of the things, Allison, I think that's pretty neat when you start stabilizing your blood sugar is that you don't have the same cravings for sweets and that you you get off that roller coaster, right? That that roller coaster of blood glucose, you know, it's going sky high and then you actually dip your blood sugar and you get the the whole low blood sugar situation going on and then you find that that sweet thing or you go for that Coca-Cola, you know, so many people will go for that. They think that they're going for the caffeine for a soft drink, but yet they're getting tons and tons of sugar. And so boom, it sends you right back up. And that blood sugar roller coaster is what's setting you up for metabolic syndrome and ultimately diabetes. But when you get off that roller coaster, when you stabilize your blood sugar and it's consistently able to go up slightly as it should and then come back down as it should in in a very nice rolling manner, not any peaks and valleys, then you don't have those same cravings for sweets. And that's what's really tremendous is if we can reduce that craving, then that makes a huge difference in our ability to really stay on a plan. And you don't have the crash. I remember I used to crash every day at four o'clock and it was because I was consuming a dessert after lunch. Okay. That's just what I did. That's what I grew up doing. I didn't know it wasn't normal, right? For so long. No, actually, it, it, you know what? It's not that it's not normal. The blood sh- it is normal. That's what we're having to do is break out of that norm, right? Break out of that typical American <laughs> tradition of having that that sweet afterwards because we just get locked into it. 
Right, exactly. And I had no idea why I was crashing. And I remember, I mean, I had so much going on at the time, but I went to the doctor and I was like, and he was like, oh, you have chronic fatigue. And I was like, I have chronic fatigue. I have a disease. Okay. Not having any idea that I was completely doing this to myself for years and him having no clue either. And just being like, I don't really have a drug for that, but you know, there's lots of things I can prescribe you. Why don't you research it and see what you want? I was like, okay. Versus, yeah, versus is looking at what's, you know, asking about your diet, looking at what constitutionally is wrong, what we're going to do is we're just going to mask these symptoms. Yes. And I was very young. My mom had multiple sclerosis and was just diagnosed with cancer. No wonder I have problems, but nothing was ever brought up about emotions. Nothing was ever brought up about what was I eating on a regular basis, which was, I was in college. It was junk food, you know? So it's like, it's just so interesting. I mean, I've come so far and I'm so grateful that I'm super educated now, but I remember being in that state and having no idea why I was crashing. Do you think that those things are changing with doctors? I, you know, I'm very fortunate right now that I'm not the the person who, I, you know, I, tr- I control my health with, with my diet. So far, I'm able to do that. I, you know, I, I'm able to control that. But do you think that's changing with doctors these days that they're asking more questions? Absolutely. And this was in a small town in North Carolina. I now live in California, which is the mecca of health food and functional medicine doctors on every corner and juice bars on every corner. You know, I live in a very holistic and healthy spot. And I do think it's changing. And one thing that I've realized just through doing this podcast over three years is when I started, before I started the podcast, I felt very alone in um, my belief system of holistic health and um, kind of challenging the norms, challenging what we've been taught for so long. And, you know, I think becoming, moving to a plant-based diet, I felt really alone. Even being in LA, I knew a few people, but through doing this podcast, I have discovered that there are so many people in this health world, whether they are doctors, holistic health practitioners, regular people, your neighbors, your friends that are on the same path. And I think it's a movement that's growing. Plus with the facts that that you know you have Google at your fingertips with YouTube videos and testimonials and people talking blogs about what they've done and before and after photos and access to information that just didn't exist for so long. I think that has catapulted this movement and I'm so grateful. It's uh, definitely those lonely days are over. It's really fun to see people being empowered and asking and in even the doctors asking questions uh, and so good to hear that that's happening. But the patients asking questions. And so us really being able to say that we have the power over our bodies and our health. And and that's where we come together with practitioners and really problem solve together and look at it from such a multi-pronged approach versus just medication and pharmaceuticals. Yes, I agree. And I love it when um, I hear stories from people who have come on the show that say, you know, once my doctor realized I had healed something without their help, they said, well, what did you do? And how can I provide this to my patients? Or at least whatever you're doing, keep doing it and not judging it and going, no, you have to do it my way. I feel like there's less and less of that. And more doctors and practitioners who are, um, their minds are being open to the fact that nutrition matters and food has the ability to heal us or kill us. And the more people that become more open-minded than the more educated we'll all get together and just increase the movement every day. It's so exciting. It's about education. It really is. And you said it, nutrition matters. Exactly. That could be the second name of this podcast. (laughs) Food heals, nutrition matters. 
Yeah. So um, I love the recipes on your website. So you've got some really exciting sweet tooth ones like chocolate cake, mint chocolate chip cookies. You've got dairy free raspberry mousse, which is great for me because I want everything dairy free. So are these recipes you formulate yourself? Do you have a team? How does it work? So we have a small team. There's seven of us here in New Orleans, and we work with a food blogger, Carolyn Ketchum from All Day I Dream About Food, who's been a fantastic friend for several years now. And so she does some recipe development for us. We do a ton. We About three years ago, we ended up uh, building a test kitchen. And so we have so much fun in our test kitchen. I call myself the chief taste tester because that's what I do best. And yeah, the team is constantly coming up with great ideas. We're already working on the holiday season and really excited about that. We have a new brown swerve. Did you see our new brown sugar replacement that we just launched? Yeah. So when I go to products, yeah, it's really right exciting. It's just like brown sugar, but still zero calorie, non-glycemic. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun for, for the holiday season, season as well with like sweet potato casseroles where you can put that brown swerve on top with some, uh, some pecans and candying some pecans with that as well. And so that's always a lot of fun to do the holiday recipes. Amazing. Well, thank you for that. Because I I grew up on brown sugar. Um, I didn't even start eating white sugar until I was older, because I think my parents thought brown was healthier. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Like brown bread? (laughs) Yeah, like brown rice is healthier than white rice, even though, you know, people you could argue that either way. I don't know. But um, I I think growing up, it was a it was like, ooh, white sugar is like special because brown sugar was I grew up on it. So I I still have it. It's close to my heart. I'm like, ooh, that brown sugar is really delicious. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll have to make sure that we get some uh, brown sugar in your hand so you can be a little nostalgic about your childhood. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. So if you're listening, Food Heals Nation, you can go to their website, swervesweet.com, and you can click on recipes and check out all the different ways you can do this. They're not all vegan, but I can give you the vegan replacements. But I mean, this dairy-free raspberry mousse is calling my name right now. It's uh, it, it really, I think we have, we're up to almost 300 recipes on our website. And you know what's really awesome is there's so many alternatives these days. If you are vegan and you want to be able to use something that's not dairy-based or you want to be able, you know, to make that swap and it's really, really simple. So, you know, even if you come across a recipe, we're always here to help answer those questions and troubleshoot. If you say, hey, I'd really like to be able to make this vegan, we're more than happy to say, hey, look, you can use this coconut milk or you can use this coconut cream and all of the different options. uh, If it's earth balance that you're wanting to use instead of butter, we're happy to help step in and and make those substitutes for you. All right. And what new products do you have coming out? So we've just launched, in, in addition to the new Brown Swerve, which took us a couple of years to uh, to get to the market because it needed to be just right. But we've also launched some new bait mixes for when you need things in a hurry, right? So it's always great to have a box mix in your pantry ready to come to the rescue. So a vanilla cake mix that's grain-free and gluten-free. All of these are grain-free, gluten-free. So vanilla cake mix, a chocolate cake mix, which happens to be my personal favorite. I might have that chocolate sweet tooth. And then some chocolate chip cookies as well as pancake and waffle mix. So those are really exciting Instead of having to go out and buy the almond flour and coconut flour and all of those ingredients that you would need to make a cake, uh, including the swerve, it's already in there. So all of these cake mixes and bake mixes are sweetened with swerve and, like I said, grain-free and gluten-free. So they're 
absolutely phenomenal. And again, good in a pinch when you don't want to have to bake from scratch. And they're vegan. So I'm sold. And they're vegan. That's exactly right. (laughs) Done. And they're keto. Anyone on the keto diet? Boy, is that ever gaining popularity, right? Yeah, it really is. And actually, going back to what I was telling you earlier about the dogs, they're talking about ketogenic diets for dogs actually starve the cancer. So I'm looking into that right now. So Food Heals Nation, I will report back when I figure out if that is true for us or not. But that's been very interesting. A nonprofit group went into shelters and took out dogs that were suffering from cancer, um, starved the cancer with a ketogenic diet, and then got them forever homes once they were healthy. I read this. Uh, I read this this report that you're talking about. It was really fascinating. Yeah. What kind of dog do you have? I have Charlotte. She's a beagle, and she's 14. And I have Jackson, and he's a mix, a terrier mix, and he's about three. I love it. Uh, ben on our team has Cody Brown, who is a beagle oh. and cute as can be. I think everybody on our team, actually. We have Charlie, who is our office guard dog. She's a little long-haired dachshund. She comes to work every single day and greets everyone. Oh, and if I you, love it. If you misbehave, Charlie's going to get after you. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's a great guard dog. I love my guard dogs. So cute. Well, this has been a really fun conversation, Andres. So where can everyone find Swerve? Is it in our local stores? We have to order it on online. Let us know. You know, it's so much fun because every day we're in new stores and all across the U.S. and a lot of your favorite stores. So go in there, look for it in your regular grocery stores. Um, you should be able to find Swerve on the shelf or it'll be coming soon. And of course, there's always Amazon.com as well as a lot of other e-commerce partners like Thrive Market, who's um, online as well. And so, yes, you can, if you want it, you can find it for sure with Swerve. We're working hard every single day to get to get into the hands of consumers when they're looking for us. Well, I love that. I'm so happy you're on Amazon. Amazon Prime is my jam and I love Thrive Market. So I'm super excited how easy and accessible this is to get. And I can't wait to try it. Well, thank you so much, Allison. I just really appreciate you inviting us to be on. And so we could talk about ways that people can, you know, try to, again, like we said, take their health into their own hands and really limit their sugar consumption. But as we say, have your skinny jeans and your cake too. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's a great tagline. Ours is we are like sex in the city for food. And now I want to steal yours too. Cause I don't you for- steal our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Oh, well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.